Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Well, I lied. I said at 1240 uh, we were going to do uh, Jay Woodcroft, but Jay has arrived uh, on time. What, what, what would one expect? 22-minute walk. He started uh, speed walking, obviously. This is Oilers Now, live in location, South o- Okanagan Events Center. And we're going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brennan and Chris that Oilers Now sent you. As uh, we go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Now, the liner here says it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Forget about it. It is the best you've ever tasted. It's Wilhawk Beef Jerky, three locations to serve you. We bring aboard Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Jay, a uh, different role for you at this one. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to uh, come in into a role uh, watching uh, the youngest players in our organization in uh, and kind of have a bird's eye view of it. Now, I'm I'm trying to recall your first year coaching Bakersfield was 1819, and we did not do this event. That's right. So I know that uh, Jerry Fleming was here with the. T- did you end up coming in with Todd to one of these in Penticton? You know what? I never did. Uh, Todd. Uh, Todd. Uh, came and, and took a, a view of the young prospects coming through. I never came here, but I've been here in the past. Okay. And uh, it's a beautiful part of the world, and we're going to see some good hockey. Tell me this. Why is it important? Like, I mean, you're not coaching the team. That is obviously Colin Chalk will be coaching the team. And, uh, uh, you know, you've got your AHL guys, new AHL assistants, lots of experience there with Keith McCambridge and Josh Green. Why is it important that the NHL head coach make an effort to come in and uh, and, and be a – because you do have a couple team events yep. around the players. It, it, it is an important thing that they see here, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think um, every every player that's here is aspiring to make the Edmonton Oilers either this year or in the future, and they want to leave a good impression. And um, by by me coming, it, it, it shows those young players that uh, the coach of the NHL team is watching. They, I have an idea of what they bring to the table, where they might fit in our organization, and just from a bigger picture or macro point of view, I think it's important because this is the official start of our year. And uh, this group of young players, when they step on the ice today, this is an uh, important time because they're setting the table for not only their personal year, but for the, setting the table for um, our organization's year. So it's a, it's important that I, w- I came and uh, showed interest in these young guys. And it's also a little bit different because you have coached several of them. Uh, and yep. Right? Because you were coaching the American Hockey League for half a year. Now, Ken Holland has stated... Uh, about six weeks ago, basically Philip Broberg has to play his way off the team in training camp, and maybe Dylan Holloway uh, has to play his way on. Have you had a chance to see those guys skate out at the uh, sort of the informal uh, skates at all? and got a bit of a sense of where those two in particular are at right now. Yeah, and as you mentioned, first off, I have uh, relationships with both of them. I've got to see them up close, how they uh, approach their daily business while being the head coach in Bakersfield. Um, and I think it's uh, both of them had very productive summers. Uh, for Philip, obviously, I thought it was important for him to take a deep breath. He had played so much hockey over a short period of time. So for him to train properly, get stronger, and um, you know, come back in the right frame of mind, I thought that was very important for him. And then for Dylan, 
part of Dylan's progress was just healing up and making sure that his body was where it needed to be. Uh, he's a big, strong guy. Both of them look very good in those informal skates. But as you know, um, until the bullets start flying here, so to speak, uh, we'll get a better read on where they're at. Uh, far be it for a guy who's maybe carrying a couple extra pounds to comment on another guy's body composition, <laughs> but it appears as though Broberg looks a little bit different physically. Yeah, he's big and strong. And you know what? He always had that kind of body frame that you you would fill out i think um you know what's important is that when you're working in the summertime you want to put on good weight you want to put on weight that's going to um advance your cause so to speak and for philip it was it was getting a little bit heavier in some of the battle areas and and uh but in terms of his natural ability i don't think anybody questions well it's interesting because there's guys like hamblin and kemp and kesserling uh that you had you didn't end up having no philip you're already in the nhl when the order signed him carter savoy went late to the ahl as well but uh, you know, there, you have some history with some of those guys. And Hamlin, I know Keith Gretzky's a fan of his, and he's a guy that, I mean, he earned himself an NHL contract on an AHL deal. Yeah, I think he's a real success story, uh, and not just for himself, but for the organization. I think our scouts did a very good job of identifying a player um, that maybe slipped through some cracks. Uh, he's not the biggest man in the world, but he's strong, and he has a very, very high hockey IQ. I know during my two two years with him or one and a half years with him in Bakersfield you know he just kept getting better every day he finished the year strong uh, both Keith and I have a strong belief in him and I I would not be surprised if he played uh, some NHL games in the near future we're joined right now by Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft Bob Stoffer from the South Okanagan Events Center uh, and, and Jay look we'd be remiss without this is an offseason where you're the NHL head coach and you know you had a 724 points percentage last year the Oilers went three rounds in the playoffs did you did you get some time to decompress for a week maybe and then at, at what point did you start formulating i mean it was you, you got yourself a new goaltender the, the organization retained two pretty important pieces that were added halfway through well one halfway through one with the final quarter of the year in terms of kane and kulak but you know how much time did you sit there and think okay these are my options that i might be able to go forward wise and that sort of thing yeah i think you You know, um, for me, I find it necessary to uh, get out of the city I work in in order to be able to decompress and disconnect and um, rejuvenate yourself or uh, recharge your batteries. I I think that's important. I'm lucky that I'm able to do that with my family. We own a cottage in Ontario. Uh, When you're at that spot, it's my happy place. I enjoy it, and you, you get to spend some quality family time. Your mind is always, always working in the background and you might be reading something or you might be listening to something that makes you think a certain way um that's where a lot of uh, my ideas come from is is from that summertime uh i'm a big note taker i think about situations that might pop up during the season and how i want to handle them uh, but certainly uh wrote down a few line combinations and, and thought about how to best use our time wisely during training camp. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Three tandems or two loaded up lines? Which uh, route were you going to, or does it depend on who you plan? I, well, I, you know what? 
I, I was asked this question the other day, and one of the things I, I like to talk about uh, was about the ability to maintain some flexibility. Um, I think that makes us a dangerous team. I think we have different ways to beat teams. Um, last year, as you know, when uh, Dave and I came up from Bakersfield, one of the things we wanted to do was strengthen the spine of the team. We had Nugent Hopkins, um, Dreisaitl, and McDavid all on separate lines, and then McLeod started to emerge. Uh, I think his progression has allowed us uh, some flexibility on moving the pieces around the chessboard. I think uh, we're a deep team. We have lots of options and as a as a coach uh, that's what you want to have is some competition for ice time and and uh, some uh, the ability to move people around if you have to. You mentioned Dave Manson. He's here too and the one you know it's it's funny. I've talked a lot on ad nauseum to the point that some listeners are you know and maybe people aren't, aren't the biggest fans of the orders you know the constant reinforcement hey the Oilers in Minnesota were the only teams in the top 12 last year that had number one picks in the last four years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Oilers are the only organization in the NHL with uh, their last 10 first rounders still all in the organization over the last 10 years. Uh, so it's interesting. But the one area where I think there's real depth is on defense. There's some prospects. You know, we got Kemp and Kesterling here. I don't know if either of those guys are going to hit, but they're here. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, we all expect Broberg to play. Warner has become a very. I'm getting called when I when I start getting calls from other organizations about a guy. Uh, that's when my ears perk up a bit on that player. But it is Dave's here as well. And you got a lot of prospect young defensemen. Yeah. What makes Dave Manson an effective, uh, you know, an effective coach in your opinion? Well, I think he's worn a lot of hats uh, over the years. Uh, first round draft pick, um, played in the NHL as a very young man, uh, was an all star. Uh, tough as nails uh, had that element to his game and I think that's where everyone goes to but he was a, he was somebody who played over a thousand games in the NHL scored over a hundred goals as a D-man and he worked his way through a long career where he was the guy at the back end of his career where he was in and out of the lineup how to deal with those type of situations so his experience level as a player I believe sets him apart what I really enjoy about Dave is the fact that he has put as much energy into his coaching career as he did into his playing career. He went back and did it the right way. Uh, he's hit every step along the way, uh, coaching minor hockey, then into major junior hockey, uh, spent three and a half years in the American League helping develop uh, some good players along the way, and then eventually he got a shot and he made good on it. I think Dave is uh, somebody who approaches the game uh, the right way. He's a high-capacity, high-character person, and and I'm thankful he's on my staff. There you go. That's a fairly ringing endorsement there. Yessa Pugliarvi. There's been lots of uh, talk about Yessa. I know that you have time for numbers. You certainly aren't one. I mean, you're looking for every possible advantage you can. And we know that about you, Jay. He had a 4.3% shooting percentage in the final 37 games of the yeah. season. This was a guy the year before that shot at 11% five on five. He shot at 10% through the first 28 games of the year when he was fifth on the team in points with 23 points. Like, he was tra- trending and tracking like a legit top six forward. Uh, he got COVID. Then he missed a month with the injury. There was a coaching change. Uh, he had a 4.3% shooting percentage. I would say his uh, completion percentage was even lower than that because he missed the net. on. Like, he just didn't have any offensive confidence. He's come back. He's here in town. Have you had a chance to talk with him? It's because there's been lots of... We've literally done... 
you know, over the course of the last four months, probably 20 shows just on Pulley Arby and, yeah. and where he fits. Where are you at right now with him? And, and you know, he, again, we know he's back in Edmonton. It's not like he's stayed over late to Europe and isn't coming into Edmonton until the start of training camp. Yeah, I have a lot of time for Jesse. Obviously, I saw, I've saw, i seen him uh, mature over the years. Uh, you were asking me about some of our younger players in those skates. I, I've watched Jesse over the last uh, little while because he's been back for a bit in those skates, and he looks very good. Um, he's somebody that uh, we have sat down. We've talked uh, through... A few systematic changes that or tweaks that we want to add and we're going to begin in training camp implementing those he's excited about it he's a great person he's approaching camp with the right attitude he's healthy he's feeling good about himself and we're feeling good about him all right well there we go uh i got one final kicker question but i'm just i'm going to save it for right now because we know the organization has reached out on a, a couple PTOs, and Zach Aston Reese was a player that would have made a lot of sense for a lot of teams, and he ultimately stayed out east with Toronto. There's been discussion of Vertanen. Nothing's been official yet, but the sense is maybe that uh, Vertanen is not going to come to Edmonton. Um, is it possible uh, that uh, maybe, I mean, you can never have enough defensemen? Maybe you could use another right wing. Is it still a feasible yeah, I think, scenario that you might I, end up I at? do think there's possibilities for that. I think um, the benefit of PTOs is that you get to learn about somebody in a low-risk, potentially uh, high-reward right. uh, type of scenario. Uh, so you get a free look at that player in a very stressful environment, which are the first few days of training camp. I think you also have to understand that um, after you know after our first three days, we get right into it. We play five exhibition games within an eight-day period. That Could use some bodies. You there. need bodies and there are requirements um, for the amount of veterans you have to dress. Uh, eight, it's eight, 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 and there's eight, okay. and sometimes first rounders count uh, sure. in that way and stuff like that. So I think the um, the potential opportunity for someone to maybe show you something that you didn't know until you saw them up close. I think that's that's a potential uh, low risk, high payoff. And then the other thing is working your way through a very difficult eight day stretch with five games. Um, and you know we're excited about it. One, two, or three for sure. One. Guy coming uh yeah i would say at least there we should expect one one pto and then we'll we'll see see what happens but i'll let uh, ken and his staff work prior history help for a player coming in on pto if they've got history with a coach or a manager i think you know I, I think what we're trying to do is add add pieces that potentially might be able to help us um meet the challenges of an 82 game schedule whether that's up here or down in bakersfield and you mentioned it earlier i don't think we should be afraid of adding good people or good depth to this organization i think it helps it doesn't hurt all right here's my final question uh we both have a lot of respect for todd mcclellan and i remember in 2017 there was a lot of discussion about the edmonton Oilers being the potential favorite of the western conference you guys have gone two rounds uh, lost anaheim in game seven there was a fair amount of regression with the team uh that said i never got the sense from you nor todd at that time that you were like i think both of you were a little nervous about meeting the expectations that were out there you know there had been some trades made there was a significant injury to sec defense uh 
didn't Connor and Leon weren't the same like it's they're they're much more much they're great players at that time Leon's a way better player now than he was as good as he was during the 16-17 playoffs Connor's Connor but you didn't have a Hyman you didn't so you didn't have an Evander Kane um Darnell Nurse is a more experienced do you feel differently I mean you were on that team as basically the associate coach of the team back for the 17-18 season is this a different Oilers hockey team right now do you think that's maybe better equipped to take on that challenge uh, with dealing with the fact that you're probably going to be, you know, one of the uh, a, a team that's at least seen as a top six, to, top eight team, as opposed to maybe because it's a question I often get. So I'd like to yeah. get your thoughts on that. Well, I believe we are. I believe we're at a different life stage as an organization than we were at that time. But ultimately, we will answer that question starting day one in training camp. And I think it's important um, as the head coach of the team to lay it out there that. We're about to begin the marathon all over again. We do not just get to pick up where we left off in June. We are optimistic um, based on some of the steps we took last year. That's fair. Um, but we have to understand that there is optimism in 31 other NHL cities right now. They all have something to feel optimistic about. Where I'm going to put our focus, where I'm going to put our direction on, is on the work required to be successful and not get too far ahead of ourselves we cannot um you know, worry about game 83 right now the only thing we can worry about is putting the necessary work in to feel good about ourselves on day number one and that starts uh next week i can tell you that i'm super excited to roll my sleeves up and get to work with this group at this stage in our career and heading into this season but again my focus is on day one and that's where it's going to stay Jay, thank you for joining us here on Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. We'll head off to a quick break. Come back with NHL Today. It's 1251 in Edmonton. Live from the South Okanagan Events Centre, you are listening to Oilers Now. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, somebody wins the text of the day. Kevin. You are gold. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Cam Moon. We just had Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft with us. Mooner's going to slide back in at about 105 Edmonton time. Tyler Wright, Oilers uh, director of player personnel, amateur scouting coming up as well. I mentioned the fact that the walk was so far that I started at 248 and dropped down to 244. And Kevin has texted the show to say, I didn't know a bottle of Bailey weighs, weighs four pounds. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, it's so true. Uh, again, you can text us 780-496-0063. On the Ashley Fine Flores text line, Stoney says, Bob, Jay Woodcroft, such an eloquent speaker, great coach. <laughs> Who could have guessed? Uh, Stoney was the guy that called the show when the orders were 16 and 6 and said they needed to fire Dave Tippett and bring up Jay Woodcroft as a coach of the team. Uh, again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, uh, you can let Brendan continue to control the music because the last two days it's been good. Then you all of a sudden come up back and start with a crappy song from Top. Hey, it's a theme song. We're in the South Okanagan Event Center. The song was called Okanagan Oki. Figure it out. Uh, again, uh, there you go. Uh, Bob, if the oil can make a trade for cap space, the Ducks have space, who would you go for, a forward or defenseman from Stu? We'll see. 
I mean, the Ducks do kind of make sense, but pretty interesting comments also from Jay Woodcroft on Yes, a pull yard. Again, keep texting us at 780-496-0063. A reminder, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. That's James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. They're the best. They're the best at what they do. They got a couple hundred years worth of experience with their lawyers. They'll look after you. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. All right. Without further ado, we are going to head off to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. I know I saw Drew Shamahorn from Elite on Monday after the show. Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise and specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here, back in the 630 Jet Studios in Edmonton, is Brendan Escott. All right. Daniel Nugent Bowman reporting that Jason Demers will come to town on a professional tryout offer, but obviously nothing official on that front yet. Uh, Sean Dursey signing a two-year contract extension with Los Angeles, $3.4 million total, so that makes him a $1.7 million cap hit, but uh, he's getting $1.4 in his first year and two the next. Uh, now just eight restricted free agents remaining across the league, of which Ryan McLeod is one. Uh, Derek Broussard heading to Ottawa on a PTO. Michael Dalcall is as well. He's a former fifth overall pick from 2014. Coyotes, meanwhile, they're bringing Alex Chase on to the desert on a tryout. And the Oil Kings exhibition schedule concludes with the home-and-home series against the Calgary Hitmen this weekend. Tomorrow night, downtown uh, Community Arena, and then Saturday down the QE2. Regular season opens on Friday the 23rd at home against Red Deer. So here's what we'll tell you. Uh, the orders just regarding Jason Demers, again, we didn't necessarily say it was going to be a, a right shot forward. Uh, the Oilers uh, could be down a couple defensemen to start. We shall see. Uh, they are not guys that were expected to make the team, but you got five games in eight days. Could use a veteran defenseman. And, uh, you know, Jay Woodcroft was on the San Jose Sharks coaching staff when Jason Demers was there. And many of you would remember that uh, Jason Demers actually was in Edmonton before during the summer of 2016. He came in for a visit before ultimately signing with the Florida Panthers. We head off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. And when we come back, more with Cam Moon and myself live from the South Okanagan Event Center.